Welcome to another edition to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. This week, Debbie bakes a great cake. Yours truly cooks on the trigger grill, smoking a turkey breast. Debbie plays around with her new effects processor. Oh, yes, and by the way, this is yours truly. Um, uh, the big R. I like that. All this and much, much more coming up next. Hi. Hi. <laughs> It's kind of weird because um, I made it. It was really early Sunday morning and like six something. But I didn't describe everything. Uh, It was a sheet cake pan that I ended up using. If it's a larger recipe, it's good to put it into a bunt or an angel food cake pan. Um, And I did what is actually half the recipe. And I did a little bit more of what was in the middle and on top but not quite doubled. Doubled would be good. Um, and doubled is what I certainly do when I double the whole cake, depending on the size of the cake pan. But uh, anyway, when I talk about putting uh, something in the middle, I'm talking about what's on the top and same filling in the middle. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, there may be other things I didn't fully describe. but Well, in my demonstration, I do a demonstration of a turkey breast being started and brined and put on Mm. the smoker and i left out a lot of the hand washing and stuff too but i did make mention that you have to when handling fowl or meats over and over and over you know wash 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 cooking yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh yeah even though they say don't wash poultry uh yeah still washing hands a lot and washing off counter and all that and well this time i did wash it and i explained the reason for it which you will hear in the demo Sure. Go, okay. Go me. Go you. <laughs> uh, why not? Now I was debating about sound bites. I have a couple. Um, so I think the one I'm going to give is. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> I suddenly remembered this week to go back to my favorite salad dressing. Um, even though I love Caesar and ranch and blue cheese, I'm going back to something I did for years and I never even really measured it. Probably if you wanted to measure it, um, you could do equal parts of olive oil. I use extra virgin olive oil and lemon juice and you can figure out whether you want to use a little less or a little more of one of those. And then I add a touch of garlic, and if I happen to have it around, I use some basil. Fresh basil leaves are wonderful, but even, um, you know, uh, ground basil or anything like that is fine. But that's one of my favorite salad dressings to use, and it's so simple. Mm. And that sound good? It really does. We went to Mickey D's. Oh, yeah. And I decided <laughs> to have my favorite ice cream cone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People are going, what did I do to my computer? <laughs> That's my new effects mixer. If you want to know more about that, come back to the good energy mix on Monday because it's coming back and I got this new toy, um, the Roland VT3. I, I like that better than your normal voice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. 
<laughs> but um, well, there go the ratings again. <laughs> but, but what I did was I wanted to try the new nuggets. Now I don't eat much chicken, but I kept hearing about the new nuggets. I think it's kind of funny. They want you to know that they're made with white meat. You know, oh, yeah. uh, something about white meat. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, now they want you to know what they're made with. Not that they ever told us before what they were made with. Oh, gosh. Uh. Oh, but I wanted to just see what they were like, so I did have some. They were good. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I love chicken nuggets, I have to, I have I to have say. To admit, I do, too. Now, we could easily probably make them in the air fryer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I hope by next week. I may cook in it tonight. Good. The new rotisserie air fryer. I'd like to have you record it, record it just so you, you get, I'd like to get your reactions. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to love it, actually. In courtesy of you making this wonderful doc file of the lay of the land of what's there and how it works. I mean, I'm really impressed. That was really well done well, and very, very thoughtful. Oh, go on. Go on. Uh, well, I will. <laughs> on top of the wonderful file that the other people made, um, Dave and Chris. Yeah, just wonderful stuff. Combined Chris and Dave and myself is a heck of a starter file. If you guys want the rotisserie fryers. I Oh, and I forgot to tell you, um, got an email actually really from... Uh, from Ray, who did the demonstration of his Phillips fryer about the uh, time setting on the on the non digital control, with the Phillips, yep. yeah, yeah, and he what wanted is- he wanted those two files, so I'm kind of thinking maybe he well, he's gonna get he one. might be, yeah. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So go, yeah. Ray, go. I mean, go, the, go, and, I, and I'm gonna keep that what Ray what you did with the Phillips because I think I might still keep my Phillips. And we have a cookie recipe we'll give next week that Sarah wrote in. Lone Star Cookies. Lone Star Cookies. Yeah, they sounded kind of good. I'm making them in the, the Breville, which, oh, cool. which uh, I'm going to. We're, we're going to do that. Uh, love the oven, by the way, guys, in case. Yeah, you're doing great with that oven. I'm so glad. Yeah. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. Okay, good morning. So, it is Sunday morning, early. (laughs) It's like not even 6.30. (laughs) And it is time for a Sunday breakfast. And um, since Miss Des has to leave early to get to church on time to do something special today, I don't even remember exactly what it is. Maybe something with music. I am up, and I will be making a sour cream coffee cake, otherwise known as by our neighbor who gave us the recipe a long time ago by when I was still at home. And these neighbors were across the street. She called this her Jewish Russian coffee cake. Um, I use yogurt instead of sour cream. You could probably take any coffee cake recipe and use this filling. And it's also the topping. 
what's unique about it is that most coffee cake uh, filling and topping has at least brown sugar and cinnamon and maybe nuts. Um, This, and some might add something like butterscotch or cinnamon. You could even add cheese. Lots of different fillings for coffee cake. But what's so special about this one is it's brown sugar, cinnamon, nuts, and cocoa. So, to start us off, while I'm continuing to get things rolling here, I am going to set this, turn this coffee grinder on. Here we go. This is the Breville, or Breville, that you heard me talk about a few weeks ago. ground um, and it seems that Duncan is rather popular around here I don't like Duncan as much as I used to but um, eight o'clock has a nice bite to it um, but people are telling me that my, I make my coffee a little bit stronger at least one person anyway has said that here I make it strong and then add cream. I'm taking all the attachments of the kitchen aid mixer out. Uh, putting the cover to it next to them. Attaching the um, I don't know which blade. You, what do you call this blade? This is the. Um, there we go. It is attached. All right, so now I have a lot of things set out already. I've had everything sitting out all night because Ms. Des says that you really have to have your ingredients sitting out at room temperature. I've never been one that was exact about that, but you know I'm not exact about a lot of things when I cook. So this is a... Uh, a stick of butter, I, um, half a cup, putting it into the KitchenAid. And how much sugar do I want? Well, let me tell you the recipe in case you want to write it down. It's two eggs. stick of butter. It's one and a third cup of granulated sugar, two cups of flour, and I'm using cake flour. So I'm using two and a, two tablespoons for each cup of cake flour. I'm adding, so it's two and a quarter cups of the cake flour, a teaspoon of vanilla, a teaspoon of baking soda, a teaspoon of baking soda, a half a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of baking powder, and a half a pint of sour cream, which is the equivalent of a cup, and I'm using yogurt, and a cup of chopped nuts, 
Oh, that's for the topping. A cup of chopped nuts, a cup of light brown sugar, two teaspoons of cinnamon, and two teaspoons of flour, and an ounce, which is the equivalent of two tablespoons of baking chocolate shaved or cocoa. So, I have my butter in there. And it's one and a third cup of sugar. And it's beat eggs and butter and sugar until creamy. So, I need my sugar. Preheating my oven to 350. And I'm checking to see that the middle rack is free. I already greased my pan last night. So. Putting um, one third cup in this kitchen aid mixer. Sugar, I sometimes like to use a little less of than what a recipe calls for, but sugar is also a binding agent, and so it really is important in that respect. But, okay, and so. I am over here, and there are, everybody, oh, God, oh, trying to find my, here I am, the mixer, and knocking things over, yeah, knocking over, knocking over something else, too, got a million things up here, people like everything out, okay, now I have my two eggs. Oh. I already have movable braille on the counter. And the coffee is about to be done. That is for sure. Now I have my two eggs sitting out here somewhere. Where did I put them? I left them out last night. Okay, here they are. Coffee's done. One egg. And a second. <laughs> now I'm putting this uh, paddle, that's what it's called, back down in this. And locking it. And I'm turning it on to let that start to mix. Throwing my eggshells away. Cupboard drawer handles. Get my cord. 
constantly. Alright, so now I have my measuring cup for my flour, cake flour. cup first to get my two tablespoons per extra cup per cup of cake flour the oven is preheated and I'm gonna see if I can just fill this measuring cup this two cup measuring cup with cake flour yep okay almost there I would imagine that I can turn this off. Check in a minute. Don't want it tightly packed. You want it loosely packed. I'm also bad. I don't sift flour like they say. I figure this stuff looks smooth enough. All right, I'm putting this flour in a... <laughs> another container where I'm putting all of my dry ingredients. What I need is I need to do a separate bowl for my brown sugar and a little flour nuts and cocoa. I'm getting a small bowl out for that. We keep flour in, in the freezer, so it was important to make sure that everything was out. mixture over here. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it looks good. It looks all mixed and soft. and That's very good. I would like this sugar to be more fully dissolved. So I'm going to let it run some more while I'm getting this. I need a teaspoon of baking soda. I need a teaspoon of vanilla. Um, teaspoon of baking soda, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a teaspoon of baking powder. So one and one of soda and powder, and a half salt. So my teaspoon. Here's one teaspoon. And here's a half. Okay, good. Here, where all my things are. Here's the baking powder. And I'm just mixing my dry ingredients into a separate container so I can gradually add them 
into that moist mix. Okay, I got a teaspoon of baking powder in there. And soda, where are you? I just saw it last night. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. Oh, here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Baking soda. I love baking soda for a lot of things. It's great for... Um, brushing teeth. It's great for taking a bath with Epsom salts and other you know, things you might want to add, like for oils and different things, but bath salts and baking soda combined, Epsom salts. And it's great for um, putting in the refrigerator to cut down on odor. It's also great for ant bites or anything like that where you get when you get bitten, okay, uh, and a half a teaspoon of salt, doing the salt over the sink, and I'm using kosher salt, putting it in, it's just easy to grab and pour, okay, got that. stirring these around to incorporate those items. Okay, coming over here to the mixer. <laughs> mm. And yeah, it looks a lot better. Okay. of the bowl could be scraped a little. So now I'm just going to pour some of this in. Putting that down, locking it in place, and putting it on. Okay, I'm going to let that start. to add my vanilla. Now I'm going to put more of this dry ingredients in. This cake I've made twice the size. The person who gave it to me, she gave it to me as like the smaller cake version, but she also told me she doubles it. And I have too, but I decided we didn't need the extra. We've had cake around here. Okay, I'm locking this in place and I'm and topping. So we want one cup of brown sugar. Um, I don't remember what I did with the uh, 
as your flour and it is going into my bowl two teaspoons of cinnamon I think I always did more <laughs> so I'm going to do I'm going to do a tablespoon of cinnamon <laughs> I wasn't called Deb the Red for nothing, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, putting in cinnamon. Gives it a nice little bite. <laughs> and I'm going to do my cocoa. spoons and um, it's unsweetened cocoa and um, I think because I'm over the top on some of this stuff I'm going to add a little more brown sugar and make it so that it makes a little more of all of it. Cup of chopped nuts. So now I'm going to turn this off. And use some of this bag of walnuts. And now mixing these things together. so good. sour cream, or what I'm using is plain yogurt, my preference, um, basically the same flavor, same consistency, okay, now I now need to get, um, taken off this, this paddle. so I will do that by hand, taking this batter and mm. 
folding. So I'm bringing down and bringing down and bringing up and bringing back down from the sides to the center. not a pourable batter. It's thick. decided to use a glass kind of oval pan and I'm putting this batter, some of it, in the bottom. mixture that's the sugar and nuts and cinnamon and chocolate and flour and I'm starting to put it on top of the batter in the middle of the pan. I wonder if Randy will make this in his new oven. <laughs> Probably. He'll say, ooh, it sounded so good. And I love in this the way that the chocolate I should have doubled this batter. I mean, this middle part. Anyway, I love the way the um, chocolate tastes when it's kind of, it goes back to kind of being melted, even though it's powdery. So mixed with the cinnamon and everything else. Okay, now I'm putting the last of the batter on top of this. I'm hoping this pan was a good choice. I probably should have doubled this cake, but I didn't want to make it too big. Mm. 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 See how this amount is. Here we go. I'm spreading it around on top. I think it's going to be okay. about more than halfway up the sides of this pan, so this might work out really well. Okay, now I'm getting the topping, and I'm starting to put it on the very top. This is, yeah, it's about an inch, maybe, from the top, and... 
into the oven. It's going at 350. It's yours truly, the big R, <laughs> again. I'm outside. It's a beautiful day. It's around 83 in the sun. I am going to smoke a turkey breast today. So I thought I would talk to you about some tips about smoking turkey breast. As I stand out on my back deck, I can smell the wood from the smoker. It's The sun just kind of heats up the smoker a little bit, and you can just smell the apple wood that I got going on here. First, I want to talk to you about brining. If you're doing chicken, turkey, duck, I can really recommend pork roasts, pork chops. Not necessarily pork chops or steaks, but it, it, it is kind of cool to, to brine them. Brining is a way of putting moisture and flavor into meats. And let them soak from anywhere from 8 to 24 hours in the brine. Now the brine is a mixture of aromatics. And if you've been with us in these past many, many, many months, uh, like over a year, you'll know that I talk about aromatics as thyme, rosemary, bay leaf, whatever you like for your aromatics. It doesn't really matter um, how much of something that you put in, but just basically um, as many aromatics as you like. And you want a couple of quarts of water, so make sure everything's covered. And you'll get the feel of this as you do it. Um, brown sugar, vinegar, kosher salt, and uh, then you uh, stir everything together, set it on the stove to boil. When it comes to a boil, make sure it's stirred up. Stir it from the bottom and it won't it won't smell that good either because there's a lot of different aromatics and things going on then you want to let it sit preferably off the stove for about an hour and it'll become lukewarm then you want to ice it down just put some ice in there not so much it'll dilute it, but just want to ice it down and then put it in the refrigerator for a couple of hours to so make sure it's nice and cold. You never put meats in a lukewarm or a warm brine because that will cause bacteria to form. So you want to make sure everything is cool. Then you want to soak your meats. Just place them in there and cover them up and let them sit from, as I say, from anywhere from say four hours to 24 hours the longer you have things set the longer they will take to uh, have time to add flavor into your meats and believe me it's well worth the work because they turn out so good and if you have any questions about brining feel free to if you're able, look it up 
on any search engine. Just type in the word brine and you'll find tons of brining recipes. And if you can't, if you don't have a computer, ask your friends or you can always look on, if you're in the United States, look on Bard for books on smoking foods. And if you're not in the US, then whatever book service you have, if you can't be near a computer, then then you can use your book service, whatever that you use, and look up brining. But seriously, if you just follow basically what I told you, and use any kind of juice, if you have juice, apple juice is my favorite. Uh, a mixture of like uh, juices you can do as well, just to add flavor and acidity. Uh, not, not tomato juice in a brine though. So that's basically it. Now what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna take out my turkey breast out of the marinade, out of the brine. Same, brining is basically marinating. Then you wanna rinse it off. Get all the aromatics off of there. And then you want to pat it dry and let it come up to room temperature for about 45 minutes to an hour. Place it in a place where you know it's safe, like inside of a cool, you know, cold oven or inside of a microwave if you have a small enough piece of um, roast or you know, small enough roast or, or whatever. Or if not, up high somewhere and cover it up so, you know, animals like dogs, cats won't get into it or or bugs and I know it sounds eh but I mean you gotta be realistic you don't want anything to get into that food so just keep it covered and keep it in a place where you know it'll be safe after that time when the room temperature gets um, when it gets up to room temperature then uh, you can start heating up your smoker now I'm using a Traeger grill today and it takes probably about 15 minutes to get up to temperature. Five minutes to start smoking and 10 minutes to get up to 225 degrees. That's the optimum temperature. And I'm lucky because the Traeger grill is dig digitally controlled um, so you have a knob that clicks to know what the temperature is. Each click of the knob is 25 degrees. You can go higher, you can go up to 275, but optimally 225 Fahrenheit is the way you want to go. Now, I'm, I, I don't convert Fahrenheit to Celsius. You guys have to do that because I'm terrible when it comes to converting. But if you have... Uh, an Amazon Echo, she can do the conversion, or you can you can convert it. They're a converter. You then take your whatever it is that you're mating, marinating, um, uh, brining, whatever you've brined, chickens, turkey, turkey breast, duck, whatever that you have, and then place that on the grill, smoker, slash smoker. Um, <clears throat> and it's really good to have either an eye grill or some kind of a temperature control uh, device, um, checking device like a thermometer or an infrared thermometer and these days everything talks. So get yourself a talking probe. <laughs>
I'm having about a 7.1 pound turkey breast on the smoker today and it will take about four to five hours and you want to get it up to 163 degrees 165 right around in there after that is done then you'll want to take it off the smoker put it in tin foil wrap it in tin foil and then wrap that in a cloth towel and let it set for 45 minutes to an hour and when it sits it will distribute the juices make it more tender a lot of things going on in there that work toward getting your meat continuing up to temperature because it will while it's resting it will raise in temperature for a while and get tender and Larry will tell you the same thing and anybody that's smoking or grilling you let things sit for a while to distribute those juices if you can wait long enough if you don't it's going to be a drier piece of uh, piece of meat I am outside and I'm going to take the cover off the trigger grill slash smoker and we'll let you guys hear the procedure and I'll describe the grill all right um, there's a smokestack on the right side of the grill that I have and I'm actually going to pull the um, cover off the smokestack first to just so I can, that I can clear it and uh, when I do you'll be able to kind of hear as I start to pull this off and it's a vinyl cover all right so we're just going to kind of loosen it up here And um, this is real time, guys. This is what I do every time that I want to smoke some food. Now, the cover is important because it keeps your 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 uh, smoker slash grill weatherized against rain and snow. And I have a table over here. That's a glass table that I just set it on right now. So let's talk about the smoker. The uh, body of the smoker is barrel shaped. It sounds like this. On the right side is a smokestack. It sounds like that, and there's a little cap over it to keep the smoke in, and the cap allows a little air to get in. You can hear it, it's like a plate turned upside down, and that just bolts to the smokestack. The more you have it tight and down, the more smoke stays into your food. Um, it's an electric smoker. It uses an auger to turn the wood pellets down into the smoke pot which is down underneath under here and that catches on fire and then that's what smokes the food it's not electric heat that smokes the food it is real wood on the left side of the smoker you have a box it sounds like this on the front of the box are two objects. They are a rotary control that sounds like this. And it goes from 180 degrees all the way up to 450, which is literally smoking. Now the first 
time that you start the smoker, you start it at 180 degrees, and that's called smoke. It's off, one click to the right is smoke. What that does is it starts the coils underneath the smoke box, starts the auger turning, drops a few pellets in, and then it stops, and then it will catch the pellets on fire. Smoke will occur in about five minutes. Well, actually in about two minutes. After that happens, the uh, grill is ready to turn up to 225 or whatever temperature. You can grill steaks with it at about 350. Uh, pizza, pizza smoked fire pizza is so good. Um, and that's basically all there is to it. You gotta make sure that there's enough wood in the hopper. And these are pellets. And I'll open the smoke box or the hopper. Cover going back. It, it opens um, kind of like an oven. Only it doesn't open down. It opens, it flips up to the side. So it opens from left to right. And that's, that's it just kind of hits on the body of the smoker. And I'll let you hear the pellets. These are the pellets. They're just little elongated, hard-pressed wood. We're doing apple wood today, and you can buy pellets in apple, hickory, cherry, alder, um, any kind of wood that you can think of, you have pellets for. All right, I'll lower the cover now. Now I'll open the main body of the smoker. There's a handle on the front, and the cover opens and that just opens like uh, a door would open. It opens like your oven door, only the opposite way. It doesn't. It doesn't pull down. It pulls up. You take your. You take your handle, which is right in the front. That's the handle sound. I'll pull on the handle, and it just opens up the cover. Big, heavy cover. And that's all there is to it. You can hear the the, the grill that the food goes on. Sounds like that. And it's big. It can fit about 15 hamburgers, 22, 25-pound turkey. <laughs> I've put about 25 pounds of pork butt on here. That's all there is to it. Oh, and on the right side, there's a little uh, spout that grease falls out into a little bucket. And uh, you can use that for drippings if you like. I'm going to put the cover down. I am going to take the turkey out of the brine and show you just exactly how I do it. Grab the turkey breast out of the refrigerator. You want to make sure that your sink is clean. Then I'm going to open up the bowl that the turkey breast is in with the brine. It's in a covered bowl. And I will dump this into the sink. It's the brine that you're going to hear dumping into the sink. And then we'll rinse it off. I'm going to take some paper towels and wipe out this water. So we want to get it as dry as we possibly can. And it looks like it's held a lot of the brine. Now I'm just patting this dry. And the marinade we're going to use is rotisserie chicken rub and you can buy that in a lot of your stores you can go on Amazon or whatever just look up rubs rubs are seasonings 
that you place on the turkey, chicken, duck, beef, pork, whatever you'd like to give the meat of your choice flavor. You can even do this to fish. There's, there's salmon rubs. Uh, you can marinate fish as well if, if you prefer fish over meat. And you certainly can marinate vegetables too. And you can even smoke vegetables too. Hands washed. Always a lot of soap and water when you handle any kind of meat. And if luck is with me, in five hours it'll be done. So let's say we'll start it at one. By six, it should be done. And we should eat by seven o'clock. It is kind of a lengthy process. All right, I'll put that in the oven. Just let it sit in there and come up to room temperature for about an hour. We're going to use a rub and rub the turkey breast with the rub. So you kind of get an idea on how we do things. Oh, the first thing I have to do is get my, <laughs> get my rub out of a box. I forgot. We're going to use something called rotisserie chicken rub all right the first thing that i'm going to do is get some oil we're using not so much refined coconut oil it's more like an oil than refined coconut oil is uh, but but for the first thing that we're going to do is we're gonna, oh does that smell good i'm shaking up this rub and they say use a couple of tablespoons the heck with that. I'm going to um, put a good size handful in here. I never, I never use powder to measure any uh, anything to measure powder uh, seasonings with, um, as a rule. <laughs> and I'm just going to rinse a little bit in the sink here. All right, now I'm going to take the turkey breast out of the oven that's cold. It's just been sitting there waiting to come up to room temperature. And then I'm gonna get the coconut oil. A huge gallon, of, or a huge container of coconut oil. I don't remember how much, how big this is. I got this from Amazon and it's huge. It's like shortening, it solidifies itself. Rub this all over the turkey breast. Loosen the skin of the turkey breast. Get some oil going in here. Now this is the first method that, that I've ever used this way to put oil on the, on the breast of, uh, that I'm making here. All right, we're gonna take the turkey breast. Put it in this bag. I think <laughs> it's so big. Will it fit?
Yes, it will. <laughs> wow. And then we're just going to shake it up. Work it with my hands. Get this rub all over it. And see if you don't think you have enough uh, rub, then you can use more. Place this turkey breast back in the bowl. Distributed. rub is nicely inside the skin on the skin it's delightfully covered with oil and the rub I'm gonna throw the bag away and I'll wash my hands again I'm going to take this and put this back in the oven so I know this sounds unappetizing but I put it in there so bugs and or dogs can't get on to the turkey breast. I know this is getting monotonous too but since I handled the bowl with the turkey breast I'm going to yes wash my hands again. So let's go out to the grill and turn it on shall we? So the thing I want to do is make sure it's plugged in. So let's plug it in. It just plugs into a standard outlet. I forgot to mention that on the front of the grill, there is that rotary knob, you've heard it. But there's also a switch. It's an on and off switch. It just, it's a toggle switch. It flips down for on. So we are going to set the digital control to smoke. One click to the right from off. It's actually shut down and off. It cools the grill down. It just keeps the fan going. This is a conduction fan turning the uh, air that moves from the fan and it's, it uh, gets the smoke through the meat more. One, so I'm going to turn it on. One click to the right. And I will turn the grill on. 
basically that's all there is to it. I can feel the grate of the grill here heating up a little bit and I'm hearing a little roaring going on right now. Let me see if you can hear this roaring. Yes, the wood has caught fire. I'm gonna leave this open just for a minute so you can hear as I turn the temperature up two notches to 225. I'm turning the control knob now. And now you can hear that it is really starting to roar. I'm gonna close the cover. I'll give it about 10 minutes. I'll put the turkey breast on. There's not any noise when I do this, so it's kind of pointless to do that. But in five hours, I should have some good old smoked turkey breast. And that's all there is to it. Do you have a cooking project or a favorite recipe that you would like to share with us? Do you have a demonstration that you would like to bring to us of your cooking? If you do, we would love to know about it and we will consider having your segment on our show. So use our contact information and let us know about you and what it is you would like to bring to us. Uh, uh, say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Ha, 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 ha.